Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Snoopy, and welcome back to our second hour this uh, Saturday afternoon, beautiful Saturday afternoon. And uh, we are live. Mike Bass in the uh, Prime Studio, the one with the bright lights and no sound deadening. And Neil in the uh, one that uh, is uh, actually my office, my in-town office. My ISDN line is now long gone, so I'm broadcasting from Polite Society. So anyway, it's good to good to talk to you. If I can help you, we have one line open. It's 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. This is the time period in the program each week that I save for the most asked question of the week. And I don't think there is uh, any question that the most asked question is the one that Wayne is about to propose to me. So let's uh, go to Wayne and Lindsay. Wayne, this is uh, Neil. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What can I do for uh, you? Well, uh, it's about some live oak. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you measure a tree, but I measure it 30 inches off the ground, and it's a 20-inch diameter tree. Uh, I looked up in the tree just 10 minutes ago, actually, and uh, it's just basically all of these. It is dead. Uh, it looks dead anyway. Uh, and don't I can see two little sprigs sticking out of a limb or two up there, like it's trying to grow off of like an eight-inch diameter limb, mm-hmm. and that's all. Then that's all that's on that tree. Wayne, I'll bet uh, you that if you look at that in two weeks, every branch will look like that. That's what I've observed on the live oaks uh, uh, that I've been watching for the last uh, two months. How did mm-hmm. the tree look in October? Well, oh, it's pretty as a picture. I, uh, you know, I, I did uh, a lot some trimming on it and things, you know, to, to uh, you know, shape it up and things. And uh, uh, I don't remember exactly when, maybe. But it, but it was full. It had perfect leaves or no visible signs of decay or. Oh no no no, okay, no, well, decay, well, no! It no! It, it's a it's all right. really pretty tree. All right, then, yeah. then to answer everybody's concern about live oaks, um, I'm going to talk about them as I did uh, on my statewide radio program this morning. Um, six weeks ago, uh, when I looked at live oaks, about uh, probably 60 or 70% of them, maybe 80%, had brown leaves. Uh, right after the freeze, 100% had, had gray-brown leaves. Yeah. And then, and then within a couple of weeks, you began to see some green leaves coming out. And then about a month ago, probably half of the trees were showing some signs of greening. Two or three weeks ago, um, the number increased a little bit. And I talked to two foresters with the Texas Forest Service and two arborists of the year. Uh, that's a, an award that is given to one person per year. And I talked to two of those men. So all four people, uh, a week ago, yesterday, I think it was, or, or nine days ago, and I said, all right, what do you think is going to happen to live oaks and Schumard red oaks? And they said, we are confident that these are going to be fine, but it's going to be another three or four weeks until they all get up to speed. Yeah. Live oaks, Wayne, are uh, pollinated by the wind. Live oaks vary more than any other tree that we grow genetically from one to the next it's like human beings we are all different we look different we act differently we respond differently to infections and so live oaks are the same way Uh, trees that we think are lost about two days later you look at them and oh my goodness look at that you've got some green leaves coming out on you and then two (laughs) days later you look and it's it's just covered in green leaves with the brown leaves still showing, and then before long, the brown leaves start to fall off. The fact that you have some branches showing green leaves, that's a wonderful sign. Your tree's going to be fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just, I thought, I thought, I thought it would be, but I thought, man, there's just nothing up there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I have not passed judgment on oaks yet or on palms. Those are the, the last two big trees that I've waited on. I mean, I'm more than willing to tell you that Chinese tallow trees have been lost. 
and and that fig trees are lost to the ground and and so forth but i'm not willing to say that any live oak or any schumard red oak has has been lost or needs to be pruned the uh, the the company that does our work at our home in the trees as i said the the owner of the company steve hauser of arborological services was, was at our house uh, two days ago, and he is extremely reluctant to accept any work on pruning trees, uh, pruning oaks right now. So sit tight, you'll be fine. Yeah, I have two yeah. beautiful uh, red oaks in the front yard, and, and they're already back out going. Well, there are lots of people who are not that fortunate, and I'm telling them, remember Wayne's trees, they're doing fine, yours will be fine too. So <laughs> we just need to be patient. Hey, I appreciate yep. your call, and thanks for waiting on me, but your live oak's going to be fine. It's just going to need some more time. Have a great day. Thanks for calling. Uh, folks, I will come back. We have Charles in Rockwall looking for an alternate or a counterpart in the United States to the Leyland uh, Cypress hedges in England. That's going to be a fun call. Carrie in Grand Prairie about getting rid of Dallas grass. I think almost everybody at some point in his or her life has had that challenge, and I'll try to help you. The uh, Most Asked Question of the Week, sponsored today by Whiskey Stone. What a beautiful day to go to Whiskey Stone. This is the kind of weather you wait for days like this to go to Whiskey Stone in southeast Fort Worth. Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have led the Metroplex in making landscaping dreams come true. I've said it many times. I'll say it one more time right now. You don't have a finished landscape until you have stone in that landscape. And Whiskey Stone has any kind of stone that you might want. 22 acres of beautiful stone. The largest hardscape selection anywhere in Texas. They have a stone for every project, whether it's river rock to complete a, uh, a dry stream bed or maybe you want decorative gravel all the way up to landscaping boulders for decorative accents or maybe uh, to uh, uh, create a fountain uh, behind a, a spa maybe you want uh, retaining wall stone or patio stones for for a, a flagstone walk or patio whatever it is that you want they have it at whiskey stone they have the experts to help you pick the right stone for your needs to anticipate exactly how much you'll need if you'll take accurate measurements. Measure before you go. Don't just guess. Take photos of what you like, things that you've seen out in, in real life. You know, maybe it's at a bank. Maybe it's at a, a hotel. Maybe it's in somebody's yard. Just ask permission. May I take a photo of your walk? I love your walk. And uh, Or if you're at a friend's house and their patio looks great, just ask permission. Take photos to Whiskey Stone and they'll help you. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South in southeast Fort Worth. Whiz-Q.com. If you miss the address or directions, you can get it there. W-H-I-Z hyphen Q dot com. It's 817-429-0822. Open Monday through Saturday. 817-429-0822. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Whiz hyphen Q dot com for Whiz Q Stone. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Well, he is a leader among leaders there in the Ace Hardware team. Thank you, JJ, very, very much. Let's go to Charles in Rockwall. Charles, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Neil. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. What can I help you with? I got a question about the Leland Cypress. I see them in Europe. They make beautiful hedges, beautiful fences. I never see them here. Are they not available, not recommended? They don't live here? What is the story? No, they're here. They're pretty plentiful here. Uh, They're not used as hedges. They are used just as freestanding evergreens. But they have a disease called ceridium canker that annihilates them. And uh, they have, uh, well, it started about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, the, the worst of it in the drought of 2011, and we probably lost half of them at that time. Uh, it is not a plant that I can recommend with a clear conscience. What are, what height are you looking for for a hedge? Well, I, I live in Rockwall in the, in the country, and on, on top of a hill, I have no trees around the house, so the wind howls like crazy. 
Yeah, so I need I need a windbreak or something. But also I have a pool, so I don't want anything that will lose its leaves in the winter and drop them in my pool. All right. Is this rural property or is it an urban yeah. lot? No, it's rural. I, I I'm on 12 acres. Okay. I would use the native eastern red cedar. If you planted those uh, in, in a row over here, eastern red cedar, a row over here of Leyland cypress, and uh-huh. you looked at them eight years later, from 100 yards away, you'd have a hard time telling them apart. They look almost identical. Uh, the difference is that the eastern red cedars would be a little bit larger. They would be alive. <laughs> oh, that's a sarcastic yeah. comment. The Leyland cypress would probably be half dead uh, because of that disease. Uh, Leyland cypress are beautiful, and I was on their bandwagon back in the early 80s, and then they started to have all these problems. The other problem that they have here is that they splay out. The branches lay down, and they don't keep their symmetry. Uh, the eastern yeah. red cedar would make you a very pretty windbreak, but now I'm talking about uh, not pruned. I'm talking about that's what I use at our home. Uh, out where we have 11 acres out in the country in Collin County, and and I've used eastern red cedar because it's native. We already had it on our property. It looks like it belongs. I didn't use them in a row. I I used a zigzag so that they'd look like they were already there, and that way when they are grew, they, they grew are, informally. Beg your pardon. Are they are they fast growing like the Leland? The Leland is very fast growing. That's what uh, they are. They are faster and a whole lot more dependable. Okay. But you need to space them far enough apart that they don't uh, crowd into one another. I put mine about 18 feet apart. And another okay. reason for zigzagging them is when you look at them from the house, uh, you you uh, you get the effect that they're closer together than they are because they're they're uh, um, kind of like a, a child makes a paper fan by folding the, yeah. the paper. Yeah, yeah. And when you yeah. look at them, they look like they're closer together. One of the things that most people don't realize, Charles, is that to be effective as a windbreak, it needs to be a distance from the house, not right up against the house, uh, because yeah. it it, uh, it probably needs to be uh, maybe 100 yards away from the house. That will direct yeah. the wind up and over the house. You also don't want to you don't want to stop all the wind movement around the pool in the summertime. You know, it's a two-edged no, sword. Yeah. I would like some shade around the pool in the summertime. Well, you can provide that with uh, with other other plants, you know, with a, a yeah. shade tree off to the side somewhere where it won't drop its leaves into the pool, but you get the shade. You don't want to you don't want to count on a on a, a, a Christmas tree shaped tree to give shade because there won't yeah. be much shade up at the top of it. Yeah. My the main concern is like right at sunset. You know, Say it again, please. If the sun is down, if we can block it, because that's mostly when we use the pool in the summertime. Okay, well, you'd be you'd be much better served with something like a Schumard red oak, or uh, that that would be my choice for shade in Rockwall County because your soil is very shallow in Rockwall, and yeah. uh, and and a Schumard red oak is again native to that soil, happy to grow in that soil, happy to serve you, and would would make a beautiful tree for you. That's what I would use for a shade tree, and then I'd I'd water it and fertilize it well, and 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 it grows broadly at the top, whereas these other evergreens that we're talking about are broad at the ground level, which doesn't give you any shade. Yes. Okay. It's a start. You're welcome very much. We're glad you're here. Thanks for the call. All right. That gets us started for this hour. We have Carrie in Grand Prairie about the Dallas grass, and then Lisa in Coppell. And uh, she's asking for fig varieties or barking up the wrong tree. Mike, did you add that or did she say that? She did. Good for Lisa. That's good. All right. I'll help you, Lisa. You're barking up the right tree there. We can help. Let me uh, tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. In fact, there is good information in it about figs and other things. This is uh, this is the latest book that I have done. People say, well, Neil, I have your, your cowboy boot book. And I say, yeah, thank you. And I'm gritting my teeth as I say that. I appreciate that. 
but check the print date on that. It was 1991, or worse yet, it might have been 1982, the first edition. Uh, those are way out of date now, folks. So I did not choose to go back to that uh, publisher. I wanted to do a book that I could self-publish so I could have Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. These are two ladies who are state-of-the-art. They are fabulous. And uh, that's why I self-published Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Wouldn't have to go to committee meetings to uh, hear a company somewhere tell how they were going to cut the cost of the book, uh, by the, the expenses of the book, by cutting the number of pages or taking out some of my editorial or whatever. This is the book I wanted to have in the first place. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, 11 chapters. It covers every aspect of outdoor landscapes, lawns, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for every county in Texas. Chapter 2 I've never put in a book before. It will pay for this book all by itself. It's a 48-page calendar telling you month by month when you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. That is four pages per month with all the things you need to get done to make sure that you're on top of things. That really does pay for it. Now, here is what's going on right now, and it's about to end. The book has been in its fifth printing in San Antonio. That printing is about to come to an end. I've been giving you a special offer, the in-production offer. Instead of $36.95, which will be the price when I take delivery in 7 to 10 days, $36.95, I'm offering it to you at $31.95 if you order now. You order ahead, you pay less. You order after I get it, it's going to be $36.95. So here is your opportunity to save. It'll be a signed copy. I'll be signing from the moment they arrive. The truck will be coming sometime about a week from now. I don't know exactly when, but when they come, the price goes up. And I'll be getting, I think, I hope, 5,000 copies. And I'll just start signing and signing and signing and signing. So here are the two ways you can order it. will not be in stores and it won't be on Amazon. Order it by calling my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now online at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. You'll see the opportunity to buy it right there at the top of my homepage. NeilSperry.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual, it's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Lens Landscape Lighting not only adds beauty to your home, it's also a demonstrated security enhancement. When it comes to your greatest investment, safety and security never look so good. And Lens Landscape Lighting also makes the curb appeal of your home shine even brighter after dark. Expertly installed outdoor lighting by Lens ensures the beauty of your home never takes a night off. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. That's L-E-N-T-Z Lighting.com. I turn my mic back on. We have Lens Landscape Lighting at our home, and it is uh, it is fabulous, just fabulous. Let me tell you about Mueller right now. Mueller greenhouses, homegrown goodness. That's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years, and now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6 by 9 all the way up to 12 by 21 feet. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, 
lockable walk doors and windows. A Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. You'll love that website. Lots of things to look at there for buildings and greenhouses. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. Mueller Greenhouses. I'm Mark Suriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. Let's go to Carrie in Grand Prairie. Carrie, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we're, we're wanting to talk about downless grass. That stuff is a booger. How do we get rid of it? All right, and where is it growing? In in what kind of lawn grass? Uh, well, kind of a mixture of fescue and, and Bermuda, maybe even a little bit of St. Augustine. You know, sometimes mixed in. Oh my! Well, it ought to feel right at home. You have a little bit of everything. Um, the the <laughs> best way we no longer have uh, this doesn't matter to you. You couldn't have used it anyway, but we no longer have MSMA which was a way of getting Dallas grass out of Bermuda grass. But of the grasses you mentioned, that would have been the only grass that could have tolerated MSMA. Uh, but we don't have it anyway, well, so it doesn't matter. So Is, uh, Dallas, the, is Dallas grass one of those that will uh, be affected by the uh, pre-emergent you've, you've talked about in the past? No, not not especially. The only, okay. only part of Dallas grass that would be impacted by pre-emergent weed killers uh, would be any seeds that might want to germinate, and that's not going to yeah. be the majority of the Dallas grass problem. Dallas grass is a perennial grass. It it comes back from its roots, and so you get a big clump going, and, and that clump is there. It's there permanently. And, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah, and, I, and, and it will <laughs> enlarge, and it will spread on its own. Now, it will also uh, put up seed heads, and the seeds will drop, and you'll get some seedlings that will come up. But primarily, if you're mowing frequently, you'll get rid of the seeds before they're a problem, and so you'll just have the clumps to deal with. What uh, works best, Carrie? You have you have two options. Neither of them is anything I'm proud of, uh, but uh, but you can get rid of Dallas grass. Here are the two ways. One of them I'm especially not proud of, and that's that you can hand dig it. You can just dig it out and. The grub hole. I attacked it last one yeah, year with but, the grub but, hole. Yeah. yeah, that's that's option one. is is not necessarily a grub hole, but a sharpshooter spade to dig the clumps out and and get all of the root system out. the The second option, uh, and actually there is a third option. The second option is to cut the bottom out of a one gallon milk jug, and then of course you discard the top, and you're going to be using a glyphosate only weed killer. Uh, that would be like the original Roundup that had only glyphosate. It did not have any of the other things that the manufacturer now has seen fit to put into the combination products. A glyphosate-only weed killer, and there are other brands other than just Roundup. All right, so you mix that um, in a in a tank sprayer, a one- or two-gallon tank sprayer. You stick the nozzle down through the, the, the pouring spout of the, of the one-gallon. Uh, milk jug you put the jug down firmly over the clump of dallas grass when it's actively growing and you insert the nozzle and spray within the the jug and that confines it so it doesn't drift if the clump is bigger than the one gallon milk jug you have to move the, the jug around a little bit to cover the whole clump but that will kill the dallas grass and any other grass that is within that that space but it does not contaminate the soil. Glyphosates do not go into the soil. That's the reason for using a glyphosate-only herbicide. And uh, within a couple of weeks, you'll be able to, uh, well, you, you don't replant. You just let the grass from the sides come in and cover over again. Your third option is uh, one that I'm not especially fond of because there's a great deal of risk in it. But that would be to use the same glyphosate-only weed killer and try to hit the window in the middle of the winter time when when your permanent grass 
your fescue rules this one out, but if you had Bermuda or St. Augustine, when those are completely dormant and when the Dallas grass is starting to green up, just spot treat with uh, the, the glyphosate only at that time and uh, try to hit it before there are any green runners on the Bermuda grass or St. Augustine. But there's a risk. If you have green runners, you'll kill a spot of the St. Augustine or Bermuda. And uh, you can't do that with fescue because the fescue's green in the wintertime. So that's everything I could possibly tell you about getting rid of Dallas grass. Well, you've done great. I appreciate it. Uh, one You're question welcome. right quick. Uh, you mentioned timing, uh, middle of the winter. Uh, what about this time of year now? I mean, do I have I maybe missed a window, uh, a chance to uh, really tackle this, this stuff? Or, or Not at all. No, this is, this is uh, the beginning of the good time because – uh, Dallas grass has really just started to grow actively, and and uh, now any time the next uh, month or two, you're going to have you're going to have dead spots out in your yard. It's going to have these spots where you've killed all the grasses, not just the Dallas grass, but you'll also kill your St. Augustine Bermuda. But it's going to be the size of a one-gallon milk carton, and the good grasses will come back in over that very quickly now because they're at prime time for their growing. Great, great. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. You bet. Thank you for the call. I will. Thank you. Same to you. All right. Neil Sperry's uh, Texas Gardening available to you by calling 888-787-5543. I will not have our pastor on to talk birds today. He has another obligation in the church. Can you imagine he has church obligations too? Not just talking birds today. So we'll take calls right up to the end of the program today. 888-787-5543. K-L-I-F-888-787-5543. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. I hope you'll get by your neighborhood Ace Hardware and let them know that you listen to the program, both hours sponsored by Ace Hardware. And uh, Ace is the place that has a wonderful fertilizer. I'm going to get by and buy my two bags. There's a limit of two at this wonderful special. It's a 2904 lawn fertilizer for all grass types. 5,000 square foot coverage. Sale price $15.99. But you save two more dollars with your Ace Rewards card. You pay only $13.99. Now that's a zero phosphorus fertilizer. 2904. That's what you want for your turf grass and frankly, for all your other uh, plants, uh, for for, uh, most cases. Apply it on established lawns anytime the grass is growing actively, which is right now. It's formulated for quick greening and slow-release technology provides extended feeding for up to eight weeks. It feeds your lawn in one easy step. That is ACE 2904 Lawn Fertilizer for all grass types. 5,000 square foot coverage. Sale price $15.99. Save $2. With your ACE Rewards card, pay only $13.99. Limit of two at ACE. ACE stores, parts of our neighborhoods, owned by members of our communities. Local experts with trusted advice we can rely on. ACE is the place with the helpful Hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. Endeavor launches once again. This summit. This crisis. Climate crisis. Reducing officer-involved shootings in this country. Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. Put a safety warning. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. KLIF.com. This phrase, eGardens, is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email on Thursdays. Gretchen at my office puts it together for me. I do the writing. I do the photo, uh, photography, uh, all the photos, and uh, send them to her, and she assembles it and sends it out. And that's the way it works. You have to sign up for it, and you do so at my website at neilsperry.com, same place you buy my, my book at that special, special price for the next few days. Now, if you want to see what eGardens looks like, go to neilsperry.com, click on the eGardens tab, scroll down just beyond the sign-up information, and you will see it. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Oh, and I always promise you that I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, and that's the case, and that you'll get one eGardens per week, so I'd be 52 of them a year. This year, you're going to get 53 at least, because you got one this past uh, Tuesday warning you of the expected cold Wednesday. Uh, morning, early Wednesday morning. 
And uh, that's what I'll do. If I know that there's some kind of a weather event coming, I will alert you to it. It was not uh, in any way a commercial thing. It was just to let you know that uh, you need to watch out. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. You'll always have a featured plant of the week. You'll have a featured question of the week or two. And you'll always have gardening this weekend where I point out things that need to be done right away. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look. Sign up at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We're talking this weekend about plant problems that do not have good solutions, and Red Tip Fotini is developing maroon spots on their leaves and then turning pale, yellow, and then thinning, then eventually dying. That is the kingpin. That's the number one problem without a solution. This is the result of Entomosporium fungal leaf spot. It's a huge problem for this plant and also Indian hawthorns where they're grown. The maroon freckles would seem to be harmless, but their indicators that serious problems will soon follow. Branches begin to yellow and then turn brown and crisp and die away entirely. It'll be sprinkled through a row of the plants, but eventually it'll get them all. Sadly, as we have no reliable fungicidal treatment for the disease, it's going to take care of the plants. They're going to be gone. Don't plant more red tips. Go instead with Nellie R. Stevens holly or some other resistant plant. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. All right, thank you, sir, very, very much. Uh, Curiously... There are people who are replanting Indian hawthorns that froze with Indian hawthorns. I don't understand that, especially when you hear the the warning there of uh, entomosporium fungal leaf spot on Indian hawthorns and red tip photinias. Oh, no, don't use that for a tall screen, as mentioned. Nellie R. Stevens hollies are the best of the tall screens. They're hard to find. They're really hard to find right now, but anyway, there you go. Let me tell you right now about Advanced Foundation Repair. It's springtime in Texas. That means rain. We had four and a half inches of rain at our house yesterday. That means the foundations go up and they go down. They go up and they go down as the soils get wet and then they dry out. And that kind of action is just really damaging to foundations uh, if they are in distress anyway. Advanced Foundation Repair can come to your home and give the foundation the thorough exam that you need to have done. If you've never had a foundation uh, uh, checkup by Advanced Foundation Repair, you really ought to. These people are absolutely the best. If you have uh, seen cracks in the mortar joints of your house, if you've seen cracks in uh, in the tape and bedwork of your home on the inside, if you have windows and doors that don't operate quite the way you thought they would, maybe they're drifting shut or drifting open or maybe they're sticking and not operating properly, those are all symptoms of foundation issues. And advanced foundation repair will check all of that out. You will get almost a topographic map of your foundation showing you where there are problems, if there are, and quantifying the magnitude of those problems. I know because we've been there, and they did a masterful job on our sunroom. It was poured separately from the rest of our slab foundation, and they made our house whole once again. They can do the same for you. People are thrilled with the recommendation of advanced foundation repair that I've given here. You will be too. 214-333-0003 on the web. It's foundationrepairs.com. Foundationrepairs.com. Advanced foundation repair. 214-333-0003. This is live. The border. There's a crisis. The bill is passed. Restrictions. The impact of variants are needing more vaccinations. At the top and 30 minutes past the hour. This, this, this is. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. com. My website is neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's an alphabetic order. N-E-I-L. Simple as that. I normally don't care how you spell my name, but when it comes to the website, you need to have it right or you'll go somewhere else. Uh, you will find the 1001 frequently asked questions that I have. That took me about a year to prepare that part of the website. You'll find 
the um, information that I have on Rose Rosette virus. You'll find my book. Uh, you'll find the and and that's the special offer on uh, Lone Star Gardening. You also will find uh, the uh, link for eGardens that you sign up for my free electronic newsletter. All of that and so much more at neilsperry.com and e i l s p e r r y dot com. I'm Michael Stone from Stone's Ace Hardware in Casa View in East Dallas. Whether you're looking for help with your home, your garden, your grilling, or even your home brewing, come see Jen and I at the corner of Gus Thomason and Ferguson. And now, back to Neil. Thank you very, very much, Michael. One other thing I will tell you on the website is uh, the contact information for all of my radio advertisers. If you ever miss anything, it's right there for you. Lisa in Coppell, this is Neil. Good afternoon. What a pleasure to speak to you. Thank Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you. How can I help? Well, first, I wanted to comment on the live oaks. I have two big live oaks in my front yard, and they looked quite pitiful. And I just started to see green come back, and I was amazed Wednesday to find a tree trimmer knocking at my door telling me those trees were dead and beyond hope. And I said, oh, I'm going to give them a little while longer because I could see some green starting. I didn't believe they were beyond hope. No. But I'm a little bit surprised to have someone show up on my doorstep and try and tell me they had to totally come down. Not exactly the kind of people you want to do business with. My guess is that they are probably not highly credentialed. Right. So anyway, I wanted to ask you about fig trees. I love figs, and I just don't know if Dallas is a good place to try uh, promulgating any particular variety. It is a great year uh, if it isn't ending in 21. (laughs) This was not a good year for figs. All the figs in in North Texas froze to the ground this year, and they're coming back. They're not coming back quite as uh, vigorously as the live oaks are. Uh, You want the variety Celeste. Um, We we get courageous, Lisa, uh, when when we get a little farther away from cold spells. And we start planting uh, brown turkey or Texas Everbearing or even Alma, which was developed by Texas A&M. And then we get a cold spell and we find that uh, we probably should have stayed with Celeste. But even Celeste was frozen this year. It is, uh, it is the kind of the gold standard of many, many years. I've been in this business 50 years, and it was around at that time. I don't know when it was introduced, but it's, it's been the go-to fig all of that time. Um, the, uh, thing that you must do is get a fig variety that has a closed eye. I don't know if you know about figs, but they are, they are strange flowers, strange fruit. They're built kind of backwards. And, uh, a lot of the high quality figs from the West coast have open eyes at the hmm. far end. And, and there is access there to a little insect called the dried fruit beetle. That beetle will get in and, and maneuver around inside the flower and bring in a, a mold, a yeast infection that sours the fruit, it ruins the fruit. And so you have to have that closed eye to keep that beetle out. Okay. So a little more than you wanted to know. No, I <laughs> But you needed to know, yeah. <laughs> there is, you know what there is, I, I got it queued up when I saw your question. There is a really good A&M fact sheet, if you have a pencil handy. It's called sure. EHT-019, mm-hmm. and it's okay. on figs for Texas from A&M. EHT, okay. and it's 019. Great, thank you. Well, you have a great weekend. I appreciate well, it. Well, same to you. Thanks for waiting on me. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All righty, let's see what else we have. We have Pat in Springtown. Pat, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Good afternoon to you. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I've got uh, oh, probably about 40 post oaks in my front yard, and uh, I was trying to grow mondo grass under there, so I've got I've been put, implanting mondo grasses because I can buy a bunch of it and I plant it. But uh, in between uh, the plants, there's uh, the leaves that uh, drop to the ground. Do I need to do anything as far as maintenance? As far as picking all that stuff up, or is, or is that something I could just let there, just lay on the ground and, and let it go? How far apart are you planting the mondo grass plants? Oh, probably 12 to 18 inches. All right, and that's regular mondo grass, I hope? Yeah, regular mondo grass. Okay. Um, I would, 
I would not leave the leaves there. I would use them. I'd put them in a compost mm-hmm. pile somewhere and, and, and use them that way. Let me compare to what I have at our house because it's almost the same story, just a different type of tree. We're in a pecan forest, and we get pecan leaves laying all over the place. I also am, am using mondo grass to stop erosion at the edge of a creek, and so uh, I'm, I had the same option of letting the pecan leaves accumulate at the bottom of that slope right before it goes into the creek. Uh, our creek is an erosion creek that starts on our property before we bought the property 50 years ago. And um, so, but I don't want the I don't want the leaves packing down, matting down, and, and forming a shingle-like layer on top of the soil. So I keep them blown out of there, but I blow them into a low spot that's out of the way. Uh, on the rural property on the 11 acres where they can decay and I have then compost that's ready to use somewhere in our landscape if I want it. And that's what I would do with the oak leaves. I'd shred them and get them out of sight, out of, out of the way, and then, then come back and use them either when you plant more mondo grass or in a flower bed or vegetable garden or something. But I wouldn't let them be in between the mondo grass. I'd try to get the mondo grass a little closer than that. I'd try to have it eight or nine inches maximum. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, you might be you might be listening because there are always are people who have mondo grass, and I'm tired of this ground. I want to get rid of it. Do you know anybody who would have a use for it? And and Pat raises his hand, and say, I do, because yeah. there are people that change over and want to do something differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because some of the uh, the flats of mondo grass, I get it's, it looks like it's been growing for a while, and you know, it, it's multiple plants within a pot. You know? Oh yeah. What I try to do is buy gallon cans, uh, not gallon pots. Now, mind you, this is in a different era, pre-February 21. Uh, I, I'll, I'll try to buy a one-gallon pot that is really full and bushy, and then I'll take a machete and, and cut it into, or my, my flat-bladed nursery spade, and cut it into four or six pieces. And I'll space those. I want each clump that I plant to be about the size of my fist. And any more, I, I have to confess that any more, I don't buy any because I have a lot, and I'll just go to the edge of a bed that is as big as it needs to be, and I'll strip off 12 or 15 inches around the edge of that bed and uh, take that almost like sod and cut it and plant it. And where I dug it up at the edge of the bed, there always is enough stuff left behind that it fills right back in right in that same 12 or 15 inches. It doesn't all come out, and okay. so you can you can propagate your own that way. Okay. It spreads by runners, right? No, well, no, no there are, there aren't any real runners. It, it's little short rhizomes underground. It it spreads like a daylily wood or an iris wood, okay. but just in very small form. Okay, good deal. Appreciate it. Uh, it's a great ground cover. You're going to like it very much. And the interesting thing is, it it gets started and and. We have we have about two acres that are a hillside between our house and our daughter's house and on my way over to my greenhouse. And somehow, probably in some soil that I used to fill low spots or something, uh, it got started. And now I have these areas that are 10 feet across that are we're mowing with the, what grass there is out there. It gets mowed, and it's there. I mean, it's just where did that come from? I don't know. Good. So. It, it's okay. it's a happy plant. It's just happy to be there. It never gets irrigated. It's just happy to be there. Yeah, I'm looking forward for it to spread and fill I'll in. So. I'll bet. It will. Hang in there. Okay. Thanks for the call. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. I have his phone line open. Like I said, I am going to the end of the program today with with calls because our pastor, who normally does a bird feature here at the end, is uh, is involved in a church function this afternoon, one of the pastoral responsibilities, not a wedding. And uh, so I'll let you deduce, and, and so he's not able to join me right now. So give me a call, if you will, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Niels Perry's Lone Star Gardening, the fifth printing of my book. This is the pre-sale, the in-production special, whatever you want to call it. The book is at the printer uh, in San Antonio at Clear Visions, and I suspect I haven't I didn't check with Brad uh, late in the week. He called Tuesday, said Neil, we have found a way, and I think it's called overtime, 
Uh, it's going to cost us, but we're we're speeding up the production of the book to try to get it to you by the end of the month, and so that would be by Friday. I don't know if it's coming Friday or if they're putting them on the on the truck Friday to arrive Monday. I don't know when it's coming, but when it comes to my garage to be stored and I start signing, it's when your price goes up. So I would advise you not to not to wait. If you want to get it for thirty-one ninety-five instead of thirty-six ninety-five, I would order right now. If I were you, I'm just advising. This is the arm around the shoulder advice. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Uh, this is uh, the book with eleven chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, written for every uh, county in the state. Chapter two is that forty-eight page calendar, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're growing. Four pages per month. Chapter three, trees. Chapter four, shrubs. Then vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in there. I worked a month on each one of those chapters, six or seven weeks on some of them. I sign each copy of the book before we mail them. I do almost all that myself, and my wife is able to help now more than she was for a while with a broken shoulder. So, uh, the uh, book will be arriving in about a week. Instead of thirty-six ninety-five, which will be the price of the fifth printing, it is thirty-one ninety-five if you order it right now. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. I've always made that offer. I've never been asked to refund any penny, but I will. Uh, the store won't. Uh, the uh, book will not be in stores. It won't be on Amazon. Here are your two ways to order it. One would be. Uh, by calling my office Monday through Friday, business hours, and that's 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The other way is to order it right now so you don't forget, and that is at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Order right now, uh, satisfaction guaranteed, signed copy, don't delay, price is about to go up. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett at First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. In person inside, in person outside, online always. All of these options can be found at our website, sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. That's our church. Proud to say that, our church. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. If you're thinking about replacing your old window treatments, if you're thinking, man, those old window treatments are certainly looking old, that's three times in four seconds, you need to go to Sunburst Shutters. You can go to them or they'll come to you. That's the better way to do it. But go to their website, sunburstshutters.com, and take a look around, and you will be smiling. You'll say, oh, my gosh, Neil is right. These are beautiful. And uh, this is the state of the art, in fact. These are Pollywood shutters. You can see more about it on the website, but Pollywood, P-O-L-Y, Pollywood, is a man-made material proprietary to sunburst shutters. It doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. It's not wood. It looks like wood, but it's not wood. So it, uh, it holds its color forevermore, white or off-white. They can be custom painted if you need to have them do that, or they can be uh, stained. A faux stain can be put on to match anything you have in your home decor-wise. They're two and a half, three and a half, or four and a half inch louver size, and they are beautiful. We have sunburst shutters in our home. We love them every moment of every day. These are great, so easy to use, and they're custom fit to each opening in your house. So take my advice. Go to sunburstshutters.com. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. sunburstshutters.com, 214 214- 
343-2601, NicePeople, SunburstShutters.com, 214-343-2601. I'm Bill Jablonowski from Jablo's Ace Hardware in Keller, Capel, and Fort Worth. When you need reliable, localized help in those great grilling products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Bill, very much. Let's go to Todd in Colleyville. Next call up. Todd, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Good afternoon. Yes, Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, I was, I was reading in your excellent book this morning about... Uh, not putting weed and feed around trees, and I've got about 20 cedar elms in my front lawn and uh, St. Augustine lawn, and put them in about 10 years years ago. They've been doing great, but I'm just wondering should I be concerned about any kind of pre-emergent or other weed treatment around those trees? Well, pre-emergent is not going to hurt anything. The uh, the ones that we use for crabgrass and graspers won't hurt your trees. They're they're safe around anything that's existing. Uh, I would say that you probably don't need pre-emergence if you have St. Augustine uh, unless you know that you have a crabgrass or grasper problem and that's not terribly likely. Um, that's the purpose of the pre-emergence in the summertime. Uh, you might yeah. you might have need of pre-emergent in the, in the winter for the cool season weeds. Um, as far as uh, using uh, post-emergent weed killer sprays, uh, for things like uh, dandelions or clover, uh, you certainly could do that. The 2,4-D products, 2,4-D, those can be used on St. Augustine around trees and shrubs. You need to read and follow label directions. It's beginning to get fairly warm, and you don't want to use them when it's warm and when the sun is shining on the St. Augustine. And you also have to be pretty careful uh, with 2,4-D that you don't spray when it's windy so that it'd be picked up and, and blown up into the canopy of the trees. There are products that have 2,4-D mixed with other ingredients, and those will specifically say do not use beneath trees because those other ingredients are active in the soil, and that's, that's not good. Um, but there are also okay. products that are just 2,4-D, and that's not active in the soil. That, that could be used. Okay, great. Uh, just a quick one about fertilizer tree spikes. Are those? Useful? I'm not. I'm not a big advocate of them because you end up putting all of the nutrients in that spot right there and over there in that spot. It's it's like saying I'm going to eat all of my food for this week at <laughs> ten o'clock on Tuesday, and and gotcha. at four o'clock on Thursday. And you say, well, I'm you know it might be better if if I spread it out a little bit. And that's exactly what we need to do with fertilizer is, is put it out with a spreader. Tree roots, 90% of any tree's roots are in the top foot of soil. And so it's best if we just fertilize the tree roots while we're fertilizing the lawn grass just with a broadcast spreader. Okay, awesome. Thanks very much, Neil. You're welcome very you. much. Appreciate your call. All right. All right, so I've been broadcasting out of my office now for three hours today, two hours here and one hour statewide and that was the first siren that's come by. I don't think you can hear sirens, but I'm very close to one of the major streets in McKinney, and so that's one of the hazards of broadcasting from town, which I'm now doing. <laughs> anyway, hey, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Get out and enjoy the day. It's a, it's a beautiful day, a beautiful weekend, good time for gardening, and uh, get into a garden center. If you can't find the exact shrubs that you want, uh, just uh, just wait it out unless you have to get something in the ground. Wait it out. Tidy up your beds and put some mulch out and it'll look good. And wait till fall if you have to. But whatever. Enjoy gardening. Mike Bass, nice job on the program. Until next week, happy gardening.